stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. Follow me. Everything is all right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. Want to leave, I can guarantee you won't find nobody else like me. Eric Naiman is our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe in better. And I think the Packers can do better. Not better in terms of a GM, a head coach, and a director of football operations, executive vice president, because Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, and Russ Ball have done a great job. 39-10 and 10 over the last three seasons. It would be news if they didn't get extensions. They did get extensions, but apparently we don't want to tell anybody that they got extensions. Eric, you work in the NBA arena. What is the what is the policy? Oh, the delicate genius has a policy. What is the policy for GM and head coach contracts in the association? Is that reported? Is it announced by teams? Is it super secretive? What exactly is it? It is typically reported by whoever it is that the coach or general manager uh, would like it to be reported by, or maybe whoever the coach or general manager, general manager's agent wants it to be reported by. Uh, and then 30 minutes later, a press release comes out from the team with glowing quotes from uh, if it's the GM, then the coach and the owners, and if it's the GM, then the owners and the coach. Uh, so typically it's... It's about thir- it's reported, and then thirty minutes later, a press release comes out. Uh, nothing is disclosed. Uh, the length of the contract, uh, how much it's worth, anything like that. Just the fact that right, we agreed to an extension, which is reasonable, right? Now, I would argue that with the salary cap in the NBA and in the NFL. That information is germane in each contract. And as we well know, with so many different folks having access to the NFLPA contract database, in our case, that all, all that information comes out, right? we got Spotrack. We've got all these different websites that follow it. Eh, fine. But it is significant when your coach and your GM, and, and I don't want to leave Russ Ball out of the equation, but the coach and the GM are the most important. When they get extensions and their team has had a lot of success, that would seem to be a no-brainer to announce. Now, I want to be clear, never in the time I've covered this team for 27 years have they announced the terms. Oh, we're paying Matt LaFleur $11 million a year. (laughs) Right. No one is expecting that to be announced by the team. They don't announce it. When they sign Devondre Campbell to a five-year, $50 million deal, they just announce they've signed him to a multi-year contract. That's it, which is fine. But the idea that good news would not be announced 
And I want to be very fair to Mark Murphy here because there have been times where I've been critical of him. And I would say that while he calls Aaron Rodgers a complicated fella, there are times when Mark Murphy is an awkward fella. And I think he was an awkward fella yesterday when this was discussed. And it wasn't his fault. Because someone asked him, why wouldn't you announce this? And he said, to respect their privacy. So that hinted to me that it was Goody and LaFleur and Russ Ball who didn't want this announced. Which, uh, all due respect, I like Matt LaFleur, regardless of what Tausch may think. I like Goody. Didn't appreciate being lied to once upon a time. But I'm somewhat over it. But that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just stupid. Like, it's good news. It's a one-day news cycle. And then we move on. Instead, you kind of make your team president and your organization look like you have something to hide. Which I don't think they do. We all confirmed independently through other sources that they did get extensions. I didn't see anybody, whether it's Rob Domofsky or Matt Schneidman or me, report terms because nobody told us the terms. Right. But why create this kind of clandestine, oh, maybe they got an extension, maybe they didn't. All I can say is they're going to be employees for a long time. Like, why do that? Eric, help me understand. I mean, so the only thing I can think of is, and again, if it's been confirmed privately that it happened this summer, the only thought in my head was that these things happened at different times, that an extension occurred last summer and didn't get reported or something like that where there's a unique contract structure or... Uh, a unique number of years on it, or whatever it may be. That, to me, is the only thing that it could be, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. It sounds like these extensions occurred this summer. And if that's the case, it doesn't make any sense. Is it possible, and and again, I, I don't want to make excuses for people, because there's a bunch of teams that didn't win the Super Bowl the last three years. Right? Lots yeah. of teams um, if if it's possible that they they're like, well, you know, yeah, we've had success, but we haven't won a Super Bowl, and so we don't want to make a big deal out of it. The, I remember they were very public about announcing Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy getting extensions after they won Super Bowl forty five. But again, are we are we that unrealistic that our expectation is you can't get a contract extension unless you win a Super Bowl, like? They're 39-10, and 10. and even though I would argue that having a Hall of Fame quarterback lifts all these boats, the rising tide of a great quarterback, I don't know how good of a GM Brian Gutekunst is if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. At right. some point, we're going to find out. I don't know how good of a coach Matt LaFleur is if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. In the one game that this team played without Aaron Rodgers since the LaFleur-Goody combined era began in 2019, They lost, and they scored seven points. And the guy that Goody drafted won very good. But again, is that reason enough not to? This should be a celebration for your organization. You got a good GM. You got a good head coach. You got a good thing going. Just announce it and move on. And instead, it was a whole awkward thing yesterday, and, and I just don't get it. 
to me, it just it's okay to um, things would be different if they were you know eight and eight or you know it's a five hundred record or they were six and ten and oh yeah yeah give them an extension anyways they're good every year they're right. good year in and year out and especially for a first time head coach I feel like you'd really want to bolster his, I don't know, resume, his pedigree, whatever it is. Like, this guy's been this good this many years, and yeah, we can still get better, but man, look at him having, does he still have the winningest win percentage? I know the last time I was on the show, we argued what that actually means, winningest record, Uh, but I believe he still has the best winning percentage of a coach in his first 50 games or whatever it is. Like, there are things to celebrate. There are things to, you know, lift up and say, this guy did a good job. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're both in the business. And honestly, maybe fans don't care. Honestly. Maybe they don't. Maybe this is more of an us thing. That, like, in our world, this is just a dumb thing that you're doing as an organization. Uh, but also, if you're a fan, I don't know why you wouldn't want to celebrate your first-time head coach you're doing well, your first-time GM doing well. And and here here is how I would answer that because I do try to avoid making media about me. I do. I, I look. I said this to Tausch yesterday. It's true. I view what we do as the best conduit between teams and players and fans. Yes, you can have your own Instagram account and your TikTok account as a player and Twitter and everything else. But I think when it comes to connecting fans with their team and with their players, and I'm not trying to be self-serving here, but I think you get a, a fuller picture and a deeper, richer picture because of media coverage. Okay, But here's the issue that I have with the Packers, and I have voiced this many times before. This is my chief criticism of what they have become as compared to what they were under Bob Harlan. I understand not everyone has to answer their phone themselves as a CEO like Bob Harlan did. Okay, I, I don't think I don't think that's a reasonable comparison to say. Well, Bob Harlan used to answer his phone himself, and Mark Murphy, I have to talk to Aaron Popke to get a hold of him. No, I would like to have better access to the team president from a selfish perspective. Sure, but look, most CEOs don't answer their own phone whether they're in football or wherever. Correct. So that's fine. But if we always play the we're owned by the fans, we have shareholders, we're community-owned, we can never leave because the community owns us, we're different than everybody else, then there is a different standard. And if rich owner, who, by the way, you disparaged at the shareholders meeting yesterday, saying we don't have a rich owner, not that there's anything wrong with rich owners. If that's going to be the comparison you make, and hey, we're different. We don't have Stan Cranky with his billions of dollars. Right. Then you have to treat the people that are supposedly the owners of your team a little bit differently. And I would think that they would want to know that you've extended the coach and the GM. And if you're going to have a big celebration with 8,600 people in Lambeau Field talking about how I own part of the team and I've got my certificate... And I get to come to the board meeting and talk about this stuff. Then you have to give those people the information. Again, you don't have to tell them how much they're getting paid. But I don't think it's unreasonable that if you set yourself apart from every other sports 
organization in America, then you have to act a little bit differently. And that this is counter to being owned by the fans. Because this is a pretty important thing. And I would think, regardless of how it comes out, fans just want to know. Because if you didn't extend them, that would be a really big story. Massive, yes. Maybe that's just me. Anyway, the question that I want to explore next is not about the Chaco Taco. But with these three, the trio at the top of the flow chart, right underneath Mark Murphy, all now having been extended, on a scale of 1 to 100, how confident are you that on their watch the Packers are winning another Super Bowl? I'm not asking how hopeful you are. Because obviously the vast majority of people listening to this program are Packers fans, and they all want them to win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is back, at least for one more year, under contract for this year and two more. All these guys have been extended. How confident are you that this is going to lead to another Super Bowl title? Because the clock is ticking. 2010 was a long time ago. Somewhere at Maryville University, a young point guard, (laughs) off guard, was turning the ball over four times against Division One Tennessee Martin. Yep. One to a hundred. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I'd also be curious if this doesn't bother you at all, or if you just think that this is a. I like to call them unforced errors, like in tennis. Right. You made something a deal that you didn't need to make. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. That is the old National Bank talk and text line. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Get old, or get texting, or get calling. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. One to a hundred. How confident? Not how hopeful, but how confident are you that there's another Super Bowl coming with this group in charge of the organization? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We'll talk more about that. Next, it's Will Dean Tausch.